What's the best gift you've ever received? What's the best gift you've ever given? The reality is that one of the best gifts that we can give or receive are not those we can touch or hold. They're spiritual gifts that have eternal value. Paul gives us a glimpse of some of these invaluable gifts in his first chapter of Romans. This is the wisdom journey. Stephen Davy has a lesson for you called Defining Success Through a Gift Exchange. Most people in the world today would define success in terms of earning a big paycheck, maybe uh, furnishing a nice home with, with nice things. If they have children, maybe dressing them in nice clothing, driving them to you know, good schools and comfortable vehicles, making sure that everybody's you know, happy and, and healthy. Well, all of that is nice. It's, it's not unbiblical, but it's, it's really nothing less than arranging deck chairs on the Titanic, if that's all you do. If providing a nice voyage for your loved one involves only life there up on that deck, then you've missed some of the most important gifts in life. Father, mother, grandparent, listen, if, if the only gifts you think of giving your family come at Christmas time or birthdays, you're missing some of the most important gifts of all. A truly successful person's gifts go way beyond Christmas or birthdays. Think for a moment of, of God's gifts to you, especially the gift of God's Son. John three sixteen. that Familiar verse says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal, everlasting life. Romans 6.23 tells us the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Eternal life is a free gift because, well, Jesus paid for it. He took our place on the cross. He paid the penalty for our sin. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24 says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree. Well, maybe you've wondered how long the gift of salvation lasts. Well, John 3.16 told us, Whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting, eternal life. Well, as we sail back into the first chapter of the book of Romans, we discover that same concept of gift-giving in and through the life of the Apostle Paul. He wants to give gifts that have eternal value. He writes now here in verse 11, For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you, that is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. Paul begins to reveal his desires here. He writes, I long to see you. That's another way of saying, I'm homesick for you. See, Paul isn't longing to come to Rome so he can visit the museums or, you know, see the palace or or watch some sporting event of the Colosseum. No, he, he longs to be with the believers here in this imperial city. Why? Well, he makes it clear in verse 11 that I may impart to you some spiritual gift. The Greek word for gift here is charisma. Charisma is used in the New Testament uh, to speak of the gifts of Christ, such as eternal life. It's used to refer to general blessings given by God to, to his children. And it's also used to refer to specific 
giftings or specific ways that enable God's people to serve one another. That is, through exercising spiritual gifts. Those gifts build up the church. Those gifts promote the cause of Christ. So uh, this phrase, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift, uh, can be best translated that I may impart to you some gift pertaining to your spirit. In other words, the gifts that Paul is bringing with him, they're, they're not boxed up. They're, they're not wrapped with a ribbon on top. They are spiritual in nature. Now, some people here in Rome might hear Paul preach, and they might receive the gift of salvation. Others you know, might have some difficult questions answered through his gift of, of wisdom. And, and still others, some you know, might be blessed through Paul's gifting to receive help through some difficulty in life. This is Paul's desire to give them the gifts of encouragement and, and wisdom. So Paul's design in imparting a spiritual gift to them is, again, here in verse 11, he says, to strengthen you. The word here for strengthen is one of Paul's favorite words. Uh, the Greek verb is sterizo, from which we get our modern word steroids. So the primary purpose of a, of a steroid for us, as properly used under the direction of a medical professional, is to strengthen. It is to fortify something that's weak. Now, at times, uh, a medical doctor will prescribe steroids to help somebody struggling with a disease or, or a weakness. I, I remember having a difficult time getting over a particular uh, illness, and, and the doctor gave me a steroid shot. Now, I got to tell you, I don't like shots. I, I don't like needles at all. It makes my hands feel clammy just to tell you that. But I, I sure liked what it did for me in helping uh, fortify and strengthen me. Now, I realize today that steroids can be misused, especially among athletes. But in the most positive sense here, Paul is effectively telling his readers he wants to help them add some, some spiritual muscle to their faith. He wants to strengthen their weak faith. Now, these believers already had a reputation for their faith. We learned that back here in verse 8. However, their faith is, is not quite as robust as it ought to be. It's still a little flabby, so to speak. So Paul senses that they're not strong enough to handle the persecution that's coming, to, to stand under different kinds of spiritual deception that will try to invade the church. So he wants them to have a, a, a little more spiritual muscle as all of this he knows is coming their way. So Paul wants to be their spiritual instructor, so to speak. He, he wants to fortify their faith. Now, he can't personally do that from a distance. So until he arrives, He's sending them some spiritual workout exercises that are found throughout this letter that he's written to them. And by the way, if you have a Bible, you have a copy of that same exercise regimen, and it's going to build your faith as well. It was written by God, uh, the Holy Spirit, through Paul to strengthen your faith as well. So you want to keep this near you. You don't just want to keep it near you, uh, beloved. You want to read it. You want to meditate on it. You want to memorize parts of it. Uh, you you want to put it into practice. In fact, there's a woman in the church I pastored for many years who's memorized the entire book of Romans. That's no small undertaking. 
go through the book of Romans, but let the book of Romans go through you into everyday life. And it's going to have the same effect on you that it had on those who were living here in Rome 2,000 years ago. You're going to be strengthened. You're going to add some bulk to your spiritual muscles of faith. Now, Paul is quick to say here that he he, he does not expect his visit to Rome to be a, a one-way street. In fact, he writes here in verse 12 that his purpose is not only to strengthen them, but also that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. Now, can you imagine how encouraging that little phrase was to the believers in the Roman church? Let me, let me put it into a contemporary context. Imagine getting a letter from a well-known, let's say a best-selling, renowned Christian uh, leader. You've never met him before, but he writes you a letter and he says, I'm planning to come and, and visit you. I want to spend some time with you because I need to be encouraged by your faith. I'll see you soon. How incredibly encouraging that would be. That's exactly what Paul has just written to the Roman believers. And it's a sincere desire. He's not flattering them. It does reveal the humility, though, of Paul. He knows just about everything related to the gospel and sound doctrine. He's coming to Rome to teach the church. But he throws this little, this little line in here to tell them that he plans on learning from them as well. He's going to be encouraged by them as well. Wow, how encouraging this was to them. Now, Paul wants it to to involve a gift exchange. It's going to go both ways, so they'll all be strengthened in the Lord by each other. Don't miss this here. This, This truly successful person, the Apostle Paul, he wants to carve his name not on a marble statue, but on lives that are challenged and deepened and encouraged to walk with Christ. This is true success. This takes place in life when there is this wonderful exchange of gifts and we serve one another. We encourage one another. We build up one another in the faith. And if you truly want to do that, parent, grandparent, believer, You're going to give somebody else uh, the kind of gift that matters. Let me tell you, you're on your way, really, to living a truly successful life. Well, until we set sail again, beloved, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. That was Stephen Davey, and he called this lesson, Defining Success Through a Gift Exchange. This is The Wisdom Journey. Stephen Davey is your guide through all 66 books of the Bible. We have a new lesson each weekday, and I hope you'll be along with us for all of it. Stephen is the president of Wisdom International. In addition to this daily teaching program, Stephen has other resources to help you walk wisely through life. One of those is a monthly magazine called Heart to Heart. Each month, Stephen deals with a specific topic. His goal is to help you navigate some of the real-world issues of life. 
In the past, he's dealt with issues such as how to have a Christ-honoring marriage, how to think biblically about why God allows evil to exist, what do Christians need to know about Islam and the relationship between Christianity and Islam, and much more. The magazine also features a daily devotional guide. We've heard from dozens of readers who've told us how much they appreciate these devotions. They're written by Stephen's son, Seth. That guide will help you meditate and reflect on God's Word each day. Heart to Heart magazine is a gift that we send to all of our wisdom partners. We'd like to send you the next three issues to see for yourself. You can sign up to receive the next three issues at wisdomonline.org forward slash magazine. Visit there today. Then join us next time to continue your wisdom journey.